Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 144, kind of breaking a rhythm a little bit, coming into you a little bit early. Uh, reason for that, I'll let you know <laughs> shortly. I am one of your high priests, Conchu Ray, and joining me for tonight's comic book issue is Noel Looney Tunes. Tate, how you going, Noel? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Ray? Yeah, good. I was about to about to um, lead off with Looney Tunes, but uh, you know, got to put that in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, right. thank you so much for for uh, stepping in. We are we are going to do now. The reason why I say we are coming in early, Noel, as well, is that um, we're doing a, a classic run, right? We're doing a Doug Mensch issue, Volume One, Issue Thirteen. The cream of the jest, and uh, I wanted to try and keep in with the phases of the moon. Now, if we waited until the weekend as well, Noel, that would mean that we'd have to do a a toy figure review, uh, oh. Avatars of Vengeance, I think it, oh, no, Conscious Idols. But um, look, there's nothing really to report there. So I thought, you know, to respect Conchu, because he did give me he did give me shingles. Um, <laughs> let's try and keep the phases. <laughs> You know, roundabout, right. So, actually, I still haven't got it mm-hmm. right. It is a waxing crescent, as we speak, Noel. Um, a waxing crescent in Cairo. Uh, which okay. means that we're meant to do a modern run. This is a modern enough run, I'd say. That's close enough. Okay. <laughs> Bending the rules Bending to the fit r- our... I mean, otherwise, we'd have to wait till May 18 for a um, a, um, a waning crescent, which is a, is a classic run. So, Loonies... Noel is here. We are doing a Lunar Pick. We're going to do a, a modern run. And as mentioned, we're doing a Doug Bench, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, Moon Knight, Volume 1, Issue 13. But before any of that, Noel, how you been, mate? It's been a while. It has been a while. How have you been? That's the bigger question. <laughs> yeah, uh, coming back, uh, I'd say, what, about 95% um, for people that... that don't know much about shingles. It kind of lingers on, apparently, um, but uh, well enough to, to, you know, to have enough energy and um, not hurting anymore, which is good. Which is good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, good enough to do a, a couple of shows in the uh, the last couple of days. So uh, really, well, that's good. Happy to be back into it. Um, but yeah, Noel, yourself, um, how have things been with, I mean, we touch upon it with everyone that comes onto the show, the old old coronavirus, the pandemic, how's, how's life treating you now, um, you know, hazmat suit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't even have a, like a proper mask, actually, I just wrap oh. a scarf around my head when I go out, so yeah, not a oh, hazmat suit. Okay. Um, for me, life's been pretty much the same. I mean, I, I live a relatively solitary life being a, a, you know, doing what I do for a living with music. And so, uh, you know, about half of what I do normally is uh, recording, 
bands, you know, um, mm-hmm. but all that work obviously has stopped. But there's still a lot of other things I do with out people in the room, you know, just me sitting alone in a room with some speakers and uh, mixing or doing whatever. Yeah. So a lot of it's been the same. There's been less work, but things kind of slowly drip in. And then I, you know, sit alone in my room like I normally do and uh, in my control control room like I normally do and just mix music and send things back and forth via internet. So, and I don't, you know, I'm not a super social go to the pub kind of person. So, uh, the, the biggest change in my life is really, uh, not walking up to the cafe to get a latte, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's, it's very, it feels very, um, uh, just odd it's it's like i'm living the same life basically but everything has kind of changed around me so it's kind of weird to see it feels like a very i think i said it to someone recently it feels like the slowest 9-11 ever you know where the world's falling apart but it's not in just one big crash it's just very slow and things are slowly kind of melting wow and it like you know every everybody's slowly getting worried about say their jobs or the economy mm. or their the the health of their families but nobody's there's no shock of it you know except for when you look at the look at the numbers of here in the US it's just awful um yeah. you know uh it's i think they just saw this morning they reported a million cases of people in the country wow with the virus that's just here and so yeah I went I went and ran errands yesterday and just yeah wrapped that scarf around my neck and all I had to do was stop at a shop to pick up some uh you know some general things and run to a to a post office to mail out some art and um it was just a ghost town in places that mm. were normally really full so it's just weird it's like a zombie apocalypse without the zombies it, yeah it's certainly going to be i mean something we all look back on as as a kind of a um, a defining moment, I guess, in our era, in our lifetime. So um, it, it is a strange time. Things are a little better. It's, it's a little, um, I guess, because of the population and, and our country's isolation as it is, uh, it's a little less so here. Um, but, you know, it, it, obviously all the measures are, are still in place over here. Like um, uh, I was listening to our Premier, our State Premier, this morning, and she was saying... Um, things have been starting to, the curve is flattening, you know, um, there were five reported cases, uh, yesterday, which is a a Mm. lot less than what we were usually getting on a daily, um, you know, basis. So, um, stuff like, uh, tests, uh, you know, um, COVID tests are being issued out and, and people are going to, so that's good. Um, but we shouldn't mm. be getting complacent. I mean, there's still idiots over here. No. You know, we've closed down beaches and they're still going on and pretending that they're... there's some uh, some footy players. Um, I watch rugby league and and uh, a couple of them yeah. got pinged for um, for going camping. There's like 15 of them, um, two two players and and 13 friends or whatever, um, just you know mm-hmm. riding their dirt bikes, um, shooting bottles and stuff. It's like. Uh, you idiots, you know, I know you think you're invincible, but uh, how about having some consideration for like, you know, the rest of society, that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of yeah. everywhere. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's very, it's very funny. That's um, sort of on a micro scale there. And here we have entire states that are doing stuff like that because they're 
their leadership is yeah. just like whatever you know they can't, you know I, don't, I I've been trying really hard not to get on a soapbox about you know the the worry of people you know the only reason they want to open things up here is because the economy and they're afraid it's going to tank yeah. but it's like it's already it's already tanked there's nothing they can do to save it except for to move to some sort of star trek economy you know <laughs> like it's like it, it, you could open up the beaches in like a, a, pla- a place like um florida but it's it's not gonna do anything to, to mm. stop i mean yeah the, the the foresight is very short i think yeah yeah in a lot of places and it's just it's just uh, you know it's chaos here the leader you know the yeah from the federal level says one says multiple things and then the states say something else and oh, okay yeah it's just it, it's it's a mess yeah i mean it's, it's the same here as well the, the the government is really trying um as quickly as they can but at the same at the same time politically telling everyone you know we're, we're being as careful as we can but they want to re- they want to kick start the economy you can you can say they're, they're trying to open stuff and and um, relax um you know just recently uh, in place laws uh, but it's uh yeah i mean yeah you're right we, we've got it a little bit less over here but um yeah it's still it's still a it's still a crazy crazy time anyway anyway no yeah i mean yes we shouldn't dwell too much on that we have problems of our own i.e jonathan powers wanting to take the limelight as the jester i mean we have big problems here so we can't <laughs> we can't dwell on the minor stuff we, we gotta we gotta get into the big stuff but um yeah look before as well now before we get into our usual segments i also wanted to give a big shout out to the fellas who uh, took the reins over in, in episode 143, uh, released just a few days ago. That's Phil, Anthony, and Chad. Um, uh, had a bit of a bit of a rollicking time there, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for freeballing it. Uh, it was a lot of fun, actually. I, I had a bit of a giggle myself <laughs> at it. Um, unfortunately, Noel, you, yeah, you, you um, weren't able to make it. You were originally... Um, place to to be part of that roundtable discussion um i know phil and chad mentioned your your mentions i just wanted to quickly ask um top five moon Knight artists um yours were mentioned tommy lee edwards uh, was one of them yeah which anthony anthony poo-pooed a bit but uh <laughs> i don't think he i think when he was going through all of his artists he uh um may have overlooked some of the things but yeah, yeah edwards is a big it was a big one for me basically because i think he actually has a lot of at least with that short run was very, had a very big sinkevich sort of influence to mm-hmm. his stuff on that the sketchiness of it i thought was really cool and you could tell that more some of the more modern artists i think have kind of referenced some of that beyond just sinkevich because it's it was a very simple but rough kind of style to it yeah um Especially for being what was that like late late nineties early two thousands late nineties, um, yeah that was anyway that was just a I thought I really liked his style um, and then uh, who else was on my list obviously like Declan Shelby which is very similar yeah. I just um, those guys really liked uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name the guy who did the bottom um, Stephen Stephen Platt is it. No, I mean that's that every, every yeah. Anthony gave a good heap of shit to Stephen Platt, which is well deserved. <laughs> uh, they 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 put him in the 
the Liefeld sort of category. I would yeah. say he's a way worse of offender than Liefeld. Oh. Even it's just a, it's just a mess. Yeah, uh, and I don't understand. I mean, I understand those issues are going for uh, a, a, a bit of change because uh, they're more rare for some reason. And yeah. he was a hit artist for a, for a split second there in the '90s, thanks to like Wizard magazine. Yeah. But where is he now? Yeah. Uh, and it's just garbage. But uh, who was the guy who who did the bottom? <laughs> oh, David Finch. That's right, David Finch. Um, they were giving a lot of love to David Finch, and, and he would be lowest, on, mm. very low on my list. I remember. Uh, I remember your just thoughts. because. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, it's just the style that sort of it was a carryover of kind of the '90s style for me. A lot of veins and yes. st- it's bulging, uh, disproportioned, yeah, human bodies and stuff. And I respect. Um, I think he was a good storyteller in his art. I just don't like particularly his um, uh, uh, everybody. Like Anthony had mentioned, that everyone has kind of same face. Yeah, oh, I can see that. And every, every, well. every, yeah. everyone's sort of scowling in that stuff, even though the story is very interesting and his yeah. panel layouts and things I thought were good. It's just the, his actual illustrations weren't my favorite. But, you know, I think my top five would just be kind of uh, Ron Garney I thought was a good choice. Yeah. Um, for the for the uh, uh, Scarlet story and Mark Spector and um, yeah, I think a lot of those guys had nailed it. Declan Shalvey, yeah. Greg Smallwood, I think is oh, yes. really good, and the, and the other artists that helped on that run uh, really melded well. Yeah, it was a really good episode. It was fun. Um, I I appreciate those guys takes on the artists yeah. that they liked and um it was fun to hear some chaos in how 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 they ran the episode <laughs> and a lot of anthony's bad yeah. bad australian accents he sounds a lot more new zealand than australian <laughs> to me but very yay yeah, he's, he's maybe, got the down. maybe that's because i just i just watched taika watiti's first movie yeah uh is that the from the shadows or something in the no, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, is that his first film? I think that's his first film. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a. Did you like it? It was very, very funny. I loved. Yeah, yeah I loved it's it. Really good. Yeah, it's got it a lot great. of heart. It's got a lot of heart in it. It, yeah. it really does. It has some shocking kind of twists yeah. to it that I was sort of surprised about. And yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, um, I'm just going to throw it out there because I just want to also tie into a little small thanks to Josh as well in episode 141. Uh, Noel Gary. Quapitz. I don't know if that's. Uh, <laughs> did he make your top five? He did the um, the art for Mark Spector, Moon Knight, thirty nine and forty, Impending Doom. Gary. No, that wouldn't. Tickle. That would not make my top no. five. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, no, anyway, that that's. Um, yeah, I, I reckon you. You know, apart from you know the mention of Finch and stuff, yeah, Smallwood, Declan Shelby, big big names. Um, Jason Burrows. Mm. Are you? Did you like his stuff? I did, I did. I liked, I liked some of Burroughs' other work um, on different titles. Yeah, his his sort of non superhero stuff is a lot cooler to me. Just the horror mm. sort of, you know, he anybody who ha- kind of has a like an EC Comics influence is big on my okay. Big on my, I just like that more um, kind of classic '60s and '70s sort of horror style, and he's able to meld that with more of a modern take, which I really like. I like his stuff on Moon Knight a lot, but yeah. I, I like his uh, other stuff I mean, a little better. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of his other stuff, but I can really tell from what I've seen, he really gets into it. 
Like, like uh, he, you know, you can see the, the the craftsmanship he puts into it. I'm, I'm thinking of Crossed and stuff like that. You know, the really yeah, uh, exactly graphic stuff. So, uh, yeah, he's he's a great mm-hmm. one of my favourites as well. Um, all right, Looney's just a, another quick um, a shout out to our sponsors as well. Um, as always, at the top of it, the Petrunis. Thank you guys, um, people that have. Uh, pledged on our Patreon page. A little shout-out to our latest Petruni, Jordan Hegarty. Thank you so much for becoming a Petruni, Jordan. Um, I hope uh, I can do it justice, uh, and thank you so much for, for sending some some coin our way as well. Also, um, a shout-out to Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, so be sure to pick up some Hello Headphones uh, products online. Just use ITK Moonlight as a code. You get 10% off. Right. Um, anyway, Noel, we're moving on to just a little bit of, um, you know, we've had a bit of a, a little bit of a catch up with how things have been going day to day. Reading wise, though, uh, what have you been diving into uh, more recently? Um, I haven't had, funnily enough, I haven't had as much time uh, to read as I would like just because I've been busy with other things and it's sort of hard to keep concentration sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been reading a few things. I was rereading a, a book that a friend of mine did. Uh, his name is, it's a, a graphic novel. Well, it originally came out in, I think, many comics. Um, but he it was put together as a graphic novel called um, Eel Mansions. And his name is Derek Van Giesen. And he's a now local Minneapolis artist. Um, he's a musician, but he also has been doing comics for a long time. Yeah. And it's a really kind of surreal, black and white, um, uh, kind of noir story. But it's still it's it's hard to describe. He's it's a it's a really cool story. Um, right. Um, so I'm just putting it down. Uh, eel, uh, eel mansions, as in eel the animal. That's right. Okay. Cool. Um, and it's uh it's on a local. Uh, let's see. I have it. I have it right here. Um, He's had some Fantagraphics put out some stuff for him, but Eel Mansions was on um, Uncivilized Books, which is a, a pretty well-known uh, alternative comic publisher. Um, and it's it's just it's really funny and uh, weird. It's very hip. There's a lot of music references. Oh, and cool stuff in it, but it's 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 a really cool black and white comic. Um, so I've been starting to reread that again, and I picked up couple books sort of lately that i'm trying to get into um, one called aphrodisiac by jim rugg okay um so i'm just i'm just writing these down Noel. so just don't mind me looking down um just gonna add these to the show notes yeah aphrodisiac is a cool book jim rugg's a really uh cool illustrator he also does a book called street angel mm-hmm. um that I, I haven't read yet but i've been meaning to pick that up i think they just it, that's been going on for years, um, and I think Image just put out the newest one. And okay. um, Jim Rugg and Ed Piscor do a, a YouTube channel called Cartoonist Kayfabe that covers a lot of um, pretty cool stuff. I mean, for uh, for our listeners, they did a great interview with uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh maybe oh. six six months or so ago at a con, maybe Heroes Con or one of the cons here in the states. Okay. Um, that was interesting, but they go over a lot of um, st- stuff. It's it's a neat YouTube channel. They they you know have a mailbag where people send them stuff, and someone just sent them a 
big chunk of the Hulk magazines, Ooh. and they were flipping. They were flipping through and got some of the. Um, it must have been some of the later ones, but there was some yeah. color Sinkevich oh, ones in there. Yes, that was pretty yeah. cool. And people just sent sent that to him for free. Wow! What the heck? Um, have you got any they, of those? Hulk, they, have you got any of the Hulk magazines? No. No, I've got those collections that Marvel did later with yeah. those stories in them. Um, they did well. They you know, they're in the epics, right? And then um, they're all. Uh, they also mm-hmm. reprinted floppy, like extended floppies or whatever they called. They called them like special yes. editions, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I have yeah. those with the, like a wraparound cover or something. It's like the um, is it a wraparound? It's like the black cover yeah. with moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I think so. It's been a while since I've looked at them. Divided we fall or something like that. It's got some some title. Oh, I I know which ones yeah. you're talking about. I think there are a set of three of them, and they're oversized or something. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then, so Aphrodisiac's a really cool, a cool comic. Uh, and then, the, what else have I been reading? Oh, um, do you know who Jeff Smith is? He did Bone back in the nineties. Uh oh, oh Bone. Bone yeah, yeah, was yeah, like yeah, a bl- yeah, 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 the black comic, and white the, comic, the little white guy. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's yeah. the one. Um, he he did a book more a little. Recently, after he finished Bone, called um, Razzle, about some art thieves. R-A-S-L, uh, Razzle. Um, and that's a really cool book. It's uh, it's very different than Bone. It's not it's not like a children's book, per se. Okay. Um, but it's very, very interesting. Really, once again, really cool art. But that's about it. And I haven't finished any of those books, but I've been kind of slowly going through them. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's always good to have a... I mean, I, I always kind of read a, a fair few at the same time and just kind of slowly go through them. It's nice, you know, rather than just kind of burning through one really quickly. I'm um yeah, I'm getting into a bit of a... Um, really enjoying the Fantastic Four at the moment, just the old school stuff. Which one? Uh, so I've just... I finished reading the epic collection uh, All in the Family. So it was in 1987... So it's um, the lead up to issue 300 and, and beyond. So it's like 296 or something to 300. It ends up in 300, 306 plus a couple of annuals. Uh, and it's also got the Fantastic Four versus the X-Men, the uh, the original one. Um, which, oh, I, I have those. Uh, I have those, those all in floppy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we were talking about it, um, Fantastic Four and X-Men. Because I think we were talking about the Chip Sadarsky one. And I think you mentioned that yeah. you had the original. Uh, that was quite fun. That was okay. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah. I just love the the tone with the Fantastic Four. It's so different. It's so like familial, you know, which is understandable because the dynamics between them all. Um, so it's just got this really different tone to it. And and just today, I recently. I uh, just finished uh, Fantastic Four, going back even further, 164. Um, so oh. that and it still it still holds up really well. It's got a an early appearance, I think, of the a character called Crusader, who's who eventually turns into Quasar. Um, um, right. I think it's a mishmash of um of of this old school Marvel boy. There was an old Marvel boy in the 50s. Um, and yep. he had an aesthetic very similar to Quasar, and I think it's this guy, Crusader. I don't know. It's only part one that I've read. Um, but again, really fun, like, you know, with, with the thing and an invisible girl. She refers to herself back then as well. And um, I made particular mm-hmm. note of Reed Richards and how he kind of, 
treat Sue, and um, he wasn't too bad in that issue. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But it's been a constant that they've kept. I think the good writers on Fantastic Four have really made made note of how Stan wrote them early on and have kept that dynamic throughout, which is really cool. Like, I've, I've heard that... Um, I haven't read any of Dan Slott's new stuff, but I've heard it's good that he really knows the characters and knows the personalities. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dan Slott's and, one is really... Um, has uh, kind of reignited my my love for them as well. So I was I was reading a lot of I haven't I'm not collecting it thoroughly, but I got the first I don't know seven or eight of them. Uh, really really good stuff, but you know hmm. too expensive to collect everything, so I kind of stopped. But then reading the older ones, um, really really cool. So I might um I've got another epic Strange Days. I think it's a bit later. I think it's um might be Mark Wade. I'm not sure. Um, Okay. But yeah. Um, also, yeah, I haven't much. Sorry. Oh, I just I just haven't read much super modern uh, Fantastic Four. Like I have the uh, I can't remember what they're called. The old collections. I have the first. You know, essential collections. Whatever it is. To, um. No, not the essential. It's not the black and white. The Marvel Masterworks of like the first oh. two volumes of that for Fantastic Four. So you know the whatever it is, the first nice. twenty issues or something. Yeah. Uh, but if you read that and you re- jump into John Byrne stuff, right. I have a bunch of like random collections of '80s stuff from John Byrne and uh, Walt Simonson and things like that. And it's, there's a there's a through line that's yes. really cool through all that stuff. Yeah, Walt Simonson's really good. I'm looking forward to doing a reread of that as well. I'm chasing the epic. Um, I think they've released one epic uh, around his time. So. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, I've just been reading little little bits of comics here and there. Uh, finished the uh, my reread of Masters of Master of Kung Fu in the Epic Collection again. Shang Chi, very cool. Doug Mensch um, and Paul Galassi. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. really. And I think Jerry Conway does the earlier stuff, and even that's yeah. I think cool. he does the first couple. Mm, yeah, and it's um, it's it's still. I mean. The style is still there with um, with Conway and then what Mensch does. Uh, a few more, mm-hmm. um, how shall I say, kind of stereotypical um, Chinese proverbs in Mensch's one, but uh, but still still fun, <laughs> you know. You know. Um, yeah, and Galassi's art is so good. It is, yeah. Really, lo- really, really love it. Um, so yeah, Mensch is very very lucky to have worked with such good artists. I think he's. Um, he really is. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, let's move on. I wanted to talk about... Look, there's not much news as well, Noel. I've only added a couple here. Uh, very tangential. Apart from all the usual pizzazz in Moon Knight uh, news about when it's going to be released, who's cast, blah, blah, blah. Um, we all have heard that to death. Uh, there's one here on Doctor Strange, because um, Bruce Campbell... Since the announcement, Sam Raimi's been official that he's doing Doctor Strange 2. There's now speculation Bruce Campbell wants a part in Doctor Strange. And again, there's a little bit of fan casting as to who he would be fan cast as. Which is, you know, I, I love Bruce Campbell. I'm a, a big fan of Evil Dead. Um, that's where I, you know, mm-hmm. Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2, are my favourites. Um, so anyway, he, uh, I'll put it here as well, because they did mention the Jester. Which I think he would be a good Jonathan Powers. Um, you know, he's he's, <laughs> he's a bit wacky. Um, uh-huh. Then there's the obvious Doctor Strange villains, Nightmare, Mephisto, 
and I had to put it here because I thought it was funny. Um, they reckon he could also play Dracula, and the article talks of, um, well, you know, Dracula actually fights Moon Knight as well, so there could be a backdoor into the Moon Knight series. I'm thinking... <laughs> He's never fought Dracula. Yeah, he's never fought Dracula. <laughs> uh, the, the guys over at Moon Knight Core have started something serious because now everyone seems to yeah. think that Moon Knight fights Dracula. So <laughs> I thought that was a little funny. Um, so whoever yeah. whoever wrote the article obviously follows the Moon Knight Core. Big shout out to those guys. Those guys are so cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so there's that article on Moon Knight. And there's this other one here. Um, I think Phil put it up as well. Phil, he's he's a little, he's a he's a he pokes the bear, doesn't he? Noel, Phil, Phil he, he really does. Um, yeah, <laughs> he, does. <Phil>. he needs to. <laughs> Someone needs to put that guy in his place, and that guy is me. <laughs> I, I, I saw one of your posts. You better watch your back, Phil. <laughs> I think that was. No. Uh, better watch your back, watch Phil. Your, you know, all all in good jest. Phil's uh, fantastic. Yeah. I, I, uh, no, love his shows. Love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Captain Lunatic, Sidekicks, all the work he does is fantastic, as, as well as hosting Into the Night. Anyway, there's this article here. I'm not going to get into it, but it's um, one one reference, right? Almost Batman, who were Marvel's best Dark Knights. And obviously, Moon Knight is there. A string of others. Daredevil, Night Thrasher. I think, you know... I was going to say, yeah, Daredevil, all, I would have to be on that list. Yeah, yeah. All the, all the usual usual suspects um but again did you ever read that daredevil batman crossover i did get it digitally like a a, a certain copy but i didn't read it no yeah it, sting- it stinks stinks was it in the 90s it had 90s art kind of 90s looking art yeah okay yeah uh yeah okay i'm glad i'm was was batman favored in it no. um yeah. oh you didn't you don't know uh, uh... <laughs> It's pretty. Even. I don't think I even made it yeah. through it all the way. I was just okay. interested in it, that... and then I was like, "Nope, this is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> Lost. Uh, got easily distracted. Like, oh, oh, commercial on TV. I watch that instead. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's all the news. Very scant loonies, and you know, rightly so. There's nothing much happening um, anywhere uh, on the entertainment front. Unless Moon Knight is doing his own broadcasts from home. Everyone seems to be doing. Anyway, Noel, why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back and Loonies will get cracking. Noel and I will will look into this modern run review. A Lunar Pick, Moon Knight, number one, issue 13. The Cream of the Jest. See you soon. Hey, everyone. This is Brian, the host of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And since 2017... Inner Demons has been the best place on the web for news, reviews, and regular discussion with our listeners about Marvel's Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast catchers, as well as on Twitter, at InnerDemonsGR. Remember, listening to your Inner Demons is not always a bad thing. Ride on. Venomaniacs is the Venom Scythe official podcast for all of your symbiote news, 
reviews, and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you? Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. This is Into the Night, episode 144. We are back after that break, and I am joined by Noel Looney Tunes, Tate, <laughs> and uh, we're looking at a Lunapic Modern Run review, uh, Moon Knight, Volume 1, Issue 13, The Cream of the Jest. I keep on saying that title, Noel, because I don't know, call me juvenile, I find that hilarious. Um, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> you, you just keep a, a, a damn or straighter face than I do. Um, yeah, available loonies if you if you're ready to read along with us. Um, it is in floppy form as uh, Noel has posted, shown it on the video. I'm showing it as well. I brought my floppy out as well. Um, and it's also available on the Epic Collection. Now, unfortunately, these are all out of print, apparently, now. Volume 2, Shadows of the Moon. So if you're lucky to find Volume 2 of the Epic Collection, go grab it. And uh, the Long Gone Essential Collection, I think it's a Volume 2 as well. That's out of print. That's in the black and white, nice newspaper kind of stock. Um, anyway, we'll get into it. Noel, would you like to read the credits? I'll do the credits if you do the bare bones. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite quite awake enough to uh, even focus on my screen right now. Um, well, is it? It's not on uh, Marvel Unlimited. No, though, right? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Oh, that's un- that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, well, volume volume one, issue thirteen, it was released uh, November of 1981, and it was Doug Mensch writing. Sinkevich doing the pencils and the inks. Uh, Christy Shiel, yeah, uh, doing the color was doing the colors. Uh, great letterer Joe Rosen doing the letters, and of course edited by Denny O'Neill. Yeah, mighty team there, mighty mighty good creative team there. And so um, the bare bones for those that don't know is a little short synopsis, and then Noel and I will get into some aspects. Uh, we'll just we'll just freeform it here with writing, art, themes, characterizations, any references to other runs. But this bare bones comes courtesy of Wiki, and it goes like this: Both out on parole, cellmates Jester and Ace Taggart have teamed up to get revenge on those who wronged them. Jester wants to target James Martin, the director he blames for the end of his acting career and Taggart has vowed to kill Moon Knight for putting him away. Both Daredevil and Moon Knight anticipate foul play on news of the convicts' release and converge while tailing the Jester. Daredevil is ready to stop the Jester as soon as he sees him doing something illegal, but Moon Knight knows he has to keep tracking Jester to flush out Taggart, so he attacks Daredevil to stop him from attacking Jester. After the inevitable fight come the inevitable explanations and the inevitable team-up. Moon Knight and Daredevil catch up to Jester and Taggart at the robbery of Martin's Broadway debut. Jester thinks he is about to get away when he grabs the ladder attached to the helicopter that he believes is piloted by Taggart. But by that point, Taggart has already been caught and Frenchie carries Jester over to the police. 
there you go. Yes, indeed. That is a very short, very concise um, synopsis. Thank you, Mr. Wiki or Mrs. Wiki. Mrs. Wiki. Uh, and anyway, so um, let's get into it, Noel. Um, overall impressions first, I guess. What did you make of this issue overall? It's a nice little one and done, isn't it? It is a one and done. Um, it seems very... There's something kind of like Silver Age about the writing in this one, I feel like. Um, it doesn't have... I don't know. It's 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 a fun comic, but it doesn't have sort of the typical the typical menace that a lot of the mensch stuff does from the late seventies and early eighties. It feels very um oh how do I put it um it's almost kind of goofy, you know. Uh, like the first few pages is feels very Moon Knight. Um, there's you know a lot of um, thought bubbles for the for our heroes um but when it gets when it when they come crashing together from then on it just becomes really just a goofy kind of comic and some of this um the story just feels very kind of uh tucked away in a drawer and put together late, later as a kind of almost a fill-in issue you know it doesn't have some of the same heft that I think Moon Knight, um, starting in volume one, really had um, right away. It, it seems almost like a, I don't know, yeah, like a, a, it doesn't quite seem like Doug Mensch writing to me. Yeah, look, I, I actually put that testament to to the range of Doug Mensch in the fact that um, it is like, I picked up on that straight away as well. It, it doesn't feel like the previous 12 issues at all. Um, and, and I think it's down to Mensch trying to tap into this character of the Jester. I mean, uh, you mentioned as well the first beginning, the first few pages uh, are kind of typical Moon Knight. But I think the very first page, Mensch is kind of, he's already off the ball here with Jester sp- uh, breaking the fourth wall um, and, and speaking to us um, straight away. Uh, and it, it kind of sets the tone, I think, um, for it there, for this kind of goofy, goofy nature, um, and you've you've got to. Mm-hmm. I think it has to kind of be goofy. I mean, Jester himself. If you look at it, he's what he's an he's a failed actor who has um, a grudge against, I guess, the industry as a whole, if not just the director, and that's that's what's basing his um, inception as as a um, as the Jester. Uh, and so I think Doug Mensch does a really good job because I'm not used to actually reading Mensch with a bit of a lighter touch. And I think he he, he voices a jester really well um, here. But you're right; it's nothing. It's not really that kind of grimmer um, kind of corner of the universe that we associate with Mensch. We still get Jenna's diner. We still get Crawley, which is cool. Um, what I liked mm-hmm. about it is that the 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 games arcade, the pinball arcade. Um, it, it kind of really brings it down as well to just street level uh, as well, where they're just fighting in there. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is quite different. Um, did did you did you find it um, a bit off putting the goofiness, or did you kind of enjoy it? I would say I I guess I did find it slightly off putting. 
if if this was like the first Moon Knight comic I ever read, I probably I don't know if I would continue on with the character. Um, there, there's some. Uh, it it seems very standard kind of like Daredevil seems more interesting than Moon Knight does in this comic, honestly. Um, just because he's a, I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't seem as much like a Moon Knight comic book to me, even though we get the first quarter of it is dedicated, and that feels in the world, obviously, you know. Um, and it's it's the classic uh, early Mensch stuff where he says that Mark Spector doesn't have DID, but obviously has DID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like which what is it? Just like the the second page alone, he's talking to. Uh, Marlene and she's, you know, like, what is it, Steven? And then and second later, he's like, I'm Jake now, doll, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so that all feels like in character. But when it comes to some of the, the Moon Knight dialogue later, it's it's very kind of um, sort of one-dimensional. Yeah. To, to me, yeah. it's it's not very um, – oh. it doesn't feel as, as brooding and as exciting as even some of the issues before this one are. Yeah. Yeah, I think the um, uh, Mensch puts the spotlight on on having two heroes fight each other to the detriment of of Moon Knight, like as a character, because if you mm-hmm. look at it, he does really Moon Knight does really dumb things. Like I was I was reading it, going, "What are you doing?" You know, th- this is a whole thing of miscommunication again. Why don't you bloody talk to Daredevil instead of attacking him? So basically, he attacks Daredevil. Well, because it's a crossover, we have to have yeah, them fight. I know, yeah, that's <laughs> the rule. They have to make, and he get, yeah. and he gets out. They they team up, yeah, within like one panel. You know, they realize there's yeah. like there's there's like that great scene um, where a couple of the kids in the arcade are like, yes. "Hey, you're some heroes. You know, you're trying to kill us or something." And then you know, yeah. Moon Knight just like, "Hey, I'm Moon Knight." <laughs> Daredevil's like, I'm Daredevil. And they're like, yeah. what do you say we just team up instead? And they're like, here we go. Yeah. And I was like, what What the hell? I know. <laughs> you know, and know. that's a that's that's a trope trope of the team up, I know. But it's just, it's like, Mench almost seems like, okay, yeah. I guess I have to do this. Let's make them fight. We'll have a, a cool scene yeah. where they're fighting for a second and just destroying an arcade. And then with one sentence, basically, they're like, oh, I guess we're on the same side. Well, like, no shit, you're both... Dressed up like goofballs, of course you're on the same side. And they have a reputation, unless Daredevil doesn't know of Moon Knight, but they surely would know. Well, he's, I mean, he doesn't, he says he doesn't because he's just, you know, he's mm. just like, hey, you don't, you know, my name's Moon Knight. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's, um, I know, it seems like maybe, maybe um, Mensch was asked by the editors to, to, to do a matchup. We need Daredevil here. How are you going to do it? So I reckon, I'm just looking into the mind of men. She's probably going, okay, well, how do I make this interesting? Okay, why don't we just set it in a pinball arcade? Um, uh, and, and that will be the interesting thing because, let's face it, everything else is a trope. Basically, You know, the, the stupidity of Moon Knight, I think, of just like going, well, hang on, I want to, I want to get to tag it. So we can't have Daredevil getting Jester. So what am I going to do? I'm going to attack Daredevil. It just doesn't make sense, you know? Um, no. Uh, but that's how you have to set up the fight. That's how you set up, up fight. yeah. How, how else are they going to fight? Oh, it's so... I think it's actually not a pinball arcade. I think it's a video game. Cause a, a video game. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, three space invaders with one torpedo. 
<laughs> and and what I find also actually actually quite endearing, Noel, is reading this floppy as well, and then having these ads in between it. I was How just cool gonna say, yeah, I love that's the something why I like getting floppies when I can. Like I pick this up for you know probably a buck, which I'm very happy I got, was able to pick up a lot of volume one for pretty cheap. Um, and it's just I just really I love the newsprint. I like seeing the 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 errors that come with the printing and stuff and just like the bottom of the page sometimes the uh some of the uh text gets a little blurred and all these goofy ads i love it my favorite i've just got to call out there's this one here noel i'm sure if it drew your eye um there's one here be with your favorite comic character so you can send a photo of yourself in to the company and i think they'll make a t-shirt of you um, and I'm assuming you with a, your favorite superhero. And then they say also as well, um, and your original photo will be returned unharmed. So <laughs> so you can rest assured that they won't, you know, they won't destroy the photo that you that you sent to them. Uh, yeah, no, very funny stuff. But um, okay, where so, is that? Uh, that is, it's on the top left corner. It's right after there's a little origin of Jester the page after that when he's you know talking about his acting failures and then the next page um they don't have page numbers here which is oh i see it yeah no they don't on the uh, floppies oh yeah on the page full of like the all the very two inch ads or whatever woman Mm -hmm. in her t-shirt of herself It looks, yeah, she looks a bit of a blur to me, but yeah, she's making an alluring pose. Yeah, these are some of my favorite pages, not the full page ads, but just the ones where they cram in yeah. a ton of, there's the one of like the, they do, don't they? you know, like the, the off, it's, is that supposed to be Thor? I don't know. Marvel Comics Group Checklist and Prices. Oh, look, Noel, there's one, there's one here right for you. If only, you know, um, you could have made good with this. Let our professional poem set to music. Yeah, that's it. Let our staff of professional songwriters turn your words into a song. That's so cool. Uh-huh. Wow, they're all scams. Actually, yeah. speaking of that cartoonist, um, Kayfabe Channel, they did one this past week on um, uh, Jim Rugg had made a an ad zine where he went through and copied out and clipped out a bunch of his favorite ads throughout the years that have been in comics. And put yeah. it together, so it's just a whole, it's a whole like floppy style comic of just some of the funniest ads that he's ever seen. And they were talking about how ninety percent of these were total scams, you know. Yeah. Before there was a lot of regulations, it's just like, you know, learn kung fu, get strong muscles, get prizes for your cash. Like <laughs> they're great. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> Well, yeah, just a little. We're just looking at a whole page of spam, basically. No, <laughs> anyway, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, so so back to the story. Um, look, I just wanted to touch upon the art as well. No, like you, you know, like, we know how how cool Sinkevich is and how good he becomes. Even his art here is is very very good. I, I wanted to point out, I was really impressed with um, how he portrayed Daredevil. I think he gets the movement of Daredevil. Yeah, really, I was going to say that um, too. Yeah, like he he puts him in actually 
in in poses that you wouldn't associate other artists do like he does a tucked summer somersault like in the air and just the way he kind of swings in the air he has this this uh sense of grace about him which is far more than moon knight looks i wouldn't say clunky but he looks um a lot more weighted like there's that one where mm-hmm. there's a whole page of daredevil like um it's when Moon Knight uh, throws his crescent dart to snap the the line off his belly club, and you see Daredevil um, turning into a tucked somersault. He bounces off some a car or something, but then you see Moon Knight mm-hmm. just a silhouette, and with his glider cape, he just looks like a, a huge kind of. Well, he, yeah, he looks much more menacing, menacing which is yeah. very Moon Knight, which is which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's very um, the um, some of the later. Uh, sort of a daredevil and Electra stories that Sienkiewicz did. It's like really weirdly similar to this. Oh, okay. Um, just like his daredevil, um, the suit looks very spandexy yes. and form fitting, which he kept for the um, later daredevil stuff that he did. And it, yeah, it looks fantastic. All the figure, all the figure work for every character in this looks really, really good. Um, there are a few things in some of the storytelling, some of the panel layouts that get a little confusing sometimes. Oh, as you mean um, leading the eye? Because I, I was thinking about that myself. Yep. Like, okay, should I be looking, looking at this panel? And then I made sure that the panel under it wasn't coming up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was one bit where the robots of the Jester, there's around that, that period. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. When it, things get sort of chaotic in the theatre... There's some of the things where each yeah. drawing itself looks fantastic, but it's it's hard to tell exactly what is going on, and that's yes. some things you could tell he's still he's still learning some of that stuff, or he becomes a master of it, like within six months almost of this issue, yeah. but, or within a year of this issue. Um, but he's still kind of learning, and part of that might be trying to follow uh, Doug Munch's script. You know, yes. like how do I do how do I do this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it kind of reminds you of, I guess, the intensity. I mean, we've heard Doug Mensch talk about um, how industrious he was with his writing and, and, you know, to meet the deadlines and the longer stories. I can only imagine as Wilson Kevich doing the same. Um, so exactly. to learn so quickly, uh, they were really in a, a like a melting pot of um, you kind of had to learn quick, didn't you? Um so yeah, I mean, I thought the art, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, again, Moon Knight looked really, really good, uh, as usual. Uh, you're right, the the body movements. I mean, Sinkevich has really got a, a, a top handle on that. Um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's really where sort of his Neil Adams kind of comes out yeah. with that stuff. I think his faces and character work and stuff is. I've never really thought of him as a Neil Adams clone in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his stuff has always been a little bit more um, illustrative and like almost abstract in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, but like his his figure work, I think, and things like that are just very. There's, you know, the panel where uh, there's two panels actually where um, after Moon Knight and Daredevil's stupid fight uh, yeah. in the you know, in the one page where they decide to make up. There's a pa- there's just a great shot of both of them running at the camera. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking. I've got that page on and, and, right now. And that's just very Neil Adams right there. It's just like that's really great figure. Like the shoulders on both of them, like Moon Knight in particular, his shoulders look enormous and just very like 
three dimensional coming at the camera. It's yeah. like, okay, that's there's there's that Neil Adams thing. Yeah. Um but like but his faces, there's a great just a couple pages later, there's a great side shot of um the jester and it's just pure Bill Sinkevich right there. It's just really good. Is that one him talking or he's like spit talking into the walkie talkies? No? No, there's that one. Yeah, that's good. But there's one, even the next page, where he's spinning something on his finger. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like from a lower perspective, looking upwards. Yeah, very cool. Exactly. It looks great. Yeah, no, that is good. I I did like, I wanted to point out, you mentioned it before that page um, with them running towards the camera, so to speak. Um, But above that, I love the, um, the headshots because... I, don't, yeah. I haven't seen it of the kids. Yeah, I mean, of just but just cramming mm-hmm. six, six headshots, um, um, mm-hmm. all in a row. It, it just I don't know. It's just something yeah. that you don't usually see. But that that might be the best bit of yeah. visual storytelling in this whole issue, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just just those quick six panels kind of gives you a what what, what good yeah. you know sort of back and forth between all these people in a room being like what the hell uh, yeah and then those two realizing oh I guess we kind of fucked all these kids up all right well let's <laughs> yeah. get out of here yeah. yeah I think I gotta have a lump on my head I'd be like I'm <laughs> suing these guys I've got a crescent dart kind of wedged in my eye oh yeah, oh, yeah. I think we better stop fighting yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, it's actually funny here it's actually interesting here as well just as an aside. Mensch does not make mention once of Daredevil being blind, which is pretty cool because you generally always kind of get that just in case you have a new reader, people want to know Daredevil, what is he? I mean, you get the sense of his radar sense and his keen senses, but um, yeah, there's no real mention of mm-hmm. it. Actually, I think there is There is one men- there, There's one mention, I think, actually. Is it? Um, I think he just called, yeah, I mean, I can't remember, he just calls him like the blind Avenger or something like oh, that. Oh, he does, you know? okay. Yeah, or the you know the blind swashbuckler or something like that. Right. Um, just but just one quick mention of that. Yeah. And, and the Daredevil hints a little bit to like he was like I hear something coming at me. It sounds bigger than a bullet, bigger and slower than a yeah. bullet. What the hell is it? It's you know the the crescent dart chopping his line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, well, yeah. He's saying that to himself. Um, mm-hmm. And we get also again it's just sticking to art that god awful moon copter. I'm just jumping around here with Frenchie towards the end. Um, oh, just there's one little shot of it from above. Oh, that's enough for me, you know. <laughs> it's just like it, it. It looks a little like a penis. I was I was about to say, you got the knob, and then you got like a crescent crescent dart, <laughs> like <laughs> along the shot. Some, someone threw a crescent dart at that guy's penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, thank God they changed it. My God. Not a great, not a great design. So that must have been. But Frenchie looks great. Frenchie, yeah. Again, he's slighted. You know, um, at least we get a little bit of Netta and a little bit of Marlene at the beginning. So that's pretty cool. And Marlene mm. gets a beautiful. Uh, there's a so great shot of Crowley too with the oh, flies, yeah, yeah, yeah. just classic. Yeah, actually, you're right. And he again, he um, he comes home. There with is him. some great. There is some great mime, or whatever you want to call it, when you illustrate just the like. Crowley with his mouth wide mouth open. Away, yeah. He's like the costume, yeah, the costume miscreant who yeah. harassed Daredevil a few years back. Like, why is he yelling? It just looks <laughs> yeah, great. <exactly. laughs> and, uh, and, and there's a little bit of humor in there as well. You see Jake Lockley 
um, mm-hmm. slapping Crawley on the back. And it kind of yeah, that's just some that's some just great mime stuff. You can really see Lockley is like you can just tell by that one picture of him yeah. slapping uh, Crowley on the shoulder and having his arm up that like he's jovial and he's being very yes. you know like New York cabbie. It's it's that is some great well, stuff. You mentioned that as well. I want to call back to again just with the artwork. If you look on the very second page, I, I kind of made a mental note of this as well. When Stephen or Jake, whoever you want to call it, because he's got the mustache on, when he slaps the newspaper mm-hmm. in anger, that's so mm-hmm. cool because you don't usually see that, but you can tell how annoyed he is with that movement. Like I was wondering, yeah. what did he do? Oh, okay, he's kind of slapped the newspaper because he's angry. Oh, and just the look on Jake's face yeah. too. You get the eyebrow is tilted back, and he put one in the shadow. Yeah. Half of his face is in deep shadow, so you could just see the anger on that. And then the next panel of Marlene oh. with her hands on her face yeah. just looking at him is an yeah, amazing illustration she always has the nice kind of poses doesn't she so um, I wish I could draw like that yeah. that's just amazing so cool um, so anyway apart from the art characterizations here um, yeah we, I mean Daredevil was pretty much I th- you think the voices Mench got the voices right I think he's pretty I've, good in them yeah, I think Moon Knight's a little back and forth yeah. he's, he's as a, far as the characterization. As you mentioned, he's probably the weakest um, mm-hmm. one here. Um, Jess is very strong because <clears throat> I think Mensch does a lot to try and kind of sell Jester to the reader. Yeah, he really does. And it's, it feel like he maybe, it seems like he just did his homework on the Daredevil Jester story yes. from years before. Yeah. Um, Actually, I wanted to, to, to call out that, um, Noel. So I've got this as well. I've got the Marvel. This is my old um, Marvel Universe handbook. And it's got Jester in there. Mm-hmm. And um, so in the story, it does mention, because uh, I wanted to find out, um, Jester uses those popcorn explosives on Daredevil. And he makes mentions, oh, I'm not going to fall for that again. I'll put nose. Fall for that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess they did meet um so i guess it would be a reference to around about daredevil 42 and that's yeah really early that's really stan lee created the character yeah and actually i'm not surprised because um earlier daredevil villains he's goofy as hell yeah 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 exactly (laughs) uh yeah what do you call it the 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 toreador he was one of the one of the most yeah right very crazy but anyway yeah so 42 and and that pretty much sums up it's a whole Cyrano de Bergerac thing that that did the gestures that Mensch kind of recaps here as well. So, yeah, there is, you know, now that I think about it, there really is kind of maybe some of the goofiness does feel, feel like a bit of an homage to Stan. Oh, and yeah. Some of that writing. Yeah. So that kind of changes my mind a little bit about, it's just weird. It's like, I feel like the two aesthetics aren't meshing. It's because I guess but, it's because you're so used to like uh, you, you're kind of confronted. You in general are confronted with the Sinkevich art, and we associate that with mm-hmm. you know the, the sort of mensch storytelling. But yeah, actually, that's a really good point because you did mention Silver Age at the beginning. Um, it could very well be like a little nod that Mensch is doing towards Stanley uh, and the Jester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that they, the gesture was created out of that era yes. and trying to bring him into like the you know the modern yeah as we're calling it right now uh, era of 
of like the darker vigilantes like daredevil's a much different hero in 19 you know like 81 yeah. than he was in 1968 or whatever mm. um but like the yeah the exploding popcorn and like you're telling me the tinkerer made robots for the jester this guy yeah. who just got out of prison where does he get these freaking like doom bot things i know i know <laughs> like, he's pretty good isn't that he? he can remote control you know it's just like that that seems very kind of out of character for for this kind of comic in the 80s like it would maybe fit more in something of a even the fantastic four was a little bit more realistic in this kind of era yeah um, so some of it doesn't quite play with me like that. It's just, it's, it's hard to mix those. I always love a good classic Marvel callback, but yeah. trying to mesh the two styles isn't quite working. Yeah. No, that's a fair call, I'd say. But um, he, is, he is a lot of fun. The Jester. I was just having a look here in the Marvel handbook in case he has any genius intellect. He doesn't. And you're right, um, as you mentioned, he contracts the uh, the weapons maker, the Tinkerer, to do, to you know, to, to give him all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but he, uh, and, and again, a callback as Anybody well. who has g- some gimmicks. <laughs> yeah. But also a, a kind of sign of the times as well. Um, he's very good at fencing, which is not, you know, the most popular of, <laughs> of um, arts these days, but he's. No, I did have a friend though in the eighties when I was in school oh, yeah. who w- did, took fencing classes. Like the rest of us were taking karate and he was taking fencing. Ah, well, you know, don't. So maybe it was a thing. <laughs> maybe your friend turned into the jester. You don't, you don't know. Um, so yeah, okay. I mean, so those were the the only other thing as well, um, reference wise, Noel. And I I didn't do the homework on this one. And maybe I don't know if you know Taggart because um, he vows revenge on Moon Knight. I don't recall him in any of the earlier runs. This is his. This is his first appearance. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he just that just kind of came out of nowhere. It was like we need to give uh, the jester somebody to team up with, so yeah. Moon Knight has some excuse to get into this fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I looked it up, and it, okay. I was like, this I don't I don't remember reading anything about this character before, yeah. and this is his one and only appearance. You know, I, I would have liked. Uh, you know, this is only a small quibble. It would have been good then if Mensch did maybe tie it into... Because he's made countless um, criminals in the previous issues as well. It would have been fun, you know, just to... Oh, that guy, he was in issue two, you know? Um, uh, that would have been pretty cool because uh, the the fact that he's got a history with Moon Knight um, kind of warrants it, doesn't it? But he, yeah. Anyway, it's only a small thing um, because at the end of the day, uh, the jester is the main villain, and and it's funny that the guest Daredevil, rightly so, because it's his nemesis, um, has dibs on on the big villain. Moon Knight is actually only tracking some no name Taggart, who's only appeared in this comic one and only time. Yeah, and the, and it's actually a testament to what you're saying it's really funny that it's just like daredevil's like okay i'll go in the theater and take care of this guy moon Knight's like um okay i'll take care of the guy i'm tracking and then there's four panels he's jester i'm on my way and which is really funny and then he goes to tiger goes to get in the car and moon Knight just kicks him in the face <laughs> and that's <laughs> it <laughs> basically one panel takes him out and then he was like okay well that was easy yeah. i'm gonna go see if Dare- daredevil needs any help yeah. it's like oh geez oh, yeah. i thought it'd be a lot harder than which that. it's kind <laughs> of yeah which i think that's sort of in keeping with moon Knight. like there it people have a kind of 
had that characteristic of if it's kind of a minor thing, Moon Knight has no problem just kicking somebody in the face and being done with it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, true. It's it, it's he he just takes care. You know, like I always think the classic um, what um, Warren Ellis really did with his run is the, kind of focus on that fact that like Moon Knight can just take people out with no effort whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. It's like not a thing. He doesn't drag it to a three-page fight. It's just one panel, boom, that guy's gone. Another panel, boom, that guy's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, you know, he takes out the sniper in snipers real quickly. Yeah. It's like not even not even a thing. Well, he uh, seems to have these polar opposites because you're right. He does take on the street-level criminals with ease, it seems. But then he kind of takes on people like Morpheus uh, you know the Sun King, <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. which would be a bigger fight for just a guy who, yeah. you know, in all reality, is just a well-trained mercenary. Yeah. It's kind of like all or nothing for him. He's either you know way mm-hmm. overpowered, you know, for your normal crim, or he's way underpowered. So. Mm-hmm. Which I, I actually like that. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then it becomes really just a daredevil story, and I guess you know that's where some of the storytelling and the art starts to get a little messy when Moon Knight jumps in, like uh, yeah. he's just kind of taking out some ro- taking out some robots, and it's, and it's kind of hard to follow what's going on. Um, and then it's just over. <laughs> the, the last page yeah. is really uh, funny love- to me. It's just. It's just those two laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, is, I mean, I which love, is very Stanley, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very classic. Um, I love also the fact that Moon Knight. Again, you see a little bit. He's kind of whacking, like whack, 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 whack. That that robot with his truncheon. He's trying to mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, dismember it. Uh, but yeah, the fight's over very quickly. Um, Jester gets in one good shot to Daredevil because uh, he was distracted by the explosion. Um, you get a nice mm-hmm. little nifty toys again, the the uh, the airplanes with the the drill bits, um, and one exploding. But yeah, that ending bit is is pretty funny. I thought that was um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool as well because it it made Moon Knight look pretty cool at the end because he had it all figured out. Like Daredevil, yeah. he's kind of going, oh, what what are you doing? You you, you want to start a fight again? <laughs> you wanna you wanna go in? No 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 no, just relax. You know, let's just watch. Yeah, that. Moon Knight's like, no no no, I I I've come up with an ironic way to catch you. It'll be more fun. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and that thing at the end is it's it's like Scooby Doo at the end, isn't it? You know, just all having a bit of a <laughs> it's laugh. Absolutely, Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the and second to last. Panel the the smile on Daredevil. Yeah, Devil's face is great. Really good. And then when they both laugh, and then surprisingly, I mean, you have to do it at the last panel. Um, you kind of see, you see a bit more. It's just like a light blue then for 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 Moon Knight's kind of shrouded face. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So you're able to get an expression out of that. <laughs> That's yeah, about it, the best way you could get an expression well, out of that mask. Yeah, it's either that or just the eyes, but you can only do so much with the eyes, I guess. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Sinkovich did well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that was... Uh, any other maybe final notes, um, Noel, before um, we go to a rating? Um, no, I, I think that's pretty much it. I just think it's a little... Uh, the art is fantastic, the jester bots look like Doctor Doom, even. Yeah, they do. There's um, <laughs> a flip through that page. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, just a, it's a, it's a, it's a Moon Knight comic. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. And, and, Technically, yeah. And look, I'm I'm glad it's just like a one one thing because it's its own thing, and um, you know, 
you wouldn't want it to drag over like a two or three parter. It's um, there's not really no. It feels like it's. I would wrap it up by saying it's uh, the classic example of an editorial mandate. <laughs> uh, how, how are we going to sell these Moon Knight comics? They're not flying off the shelves. Put Spider Man in it. Nope. <laughs> We can't allow Spider-Man. Uh, how about Daredevil? Fine, put Daredevil yeah. in the comment. So, Daredevil has been consistently a, a good seller, right? Nowhere near as good as Spider-Man. I'm wondering, around 1981, because this is still... Am I right? Is this still pre... Oh, this is around Frank Miller's time, isn't it? This is around Frank yeah, Miller, yeah. He was starting to... If, if Even if he wasn't a... Uh, I don't know what the numbers were, obviously, back yeah. then. But, I mean, at least, like, people were paying attention yeah, to Daredevil. Yeah. So it is timely, I guess, that, yeah, yeah that he's been used here. I was about to say, um, yeah, 81, right. So late 70s, 80s, I think Frank Miller started. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to the reception, because what I've heard was that he was doing such a turn of face for, for Daredevil. I would only imagine that that had mixed reviews. Like, you know, you'd have the purists going, oh, hang on, this is not our Daredevil. Because Frank Miller was introducing all these elements, like the ninja elements, um, a lot more grounded, like with Turk, and um, very, very street level. But it must be doing something if they, mm. the editorial decided to, to inject Daredevil with the Moon Knight um, title. Yeah, if that was the case. And I can see men just being like, okay, Daredevil, uh, oh, I remember that goofy character. That would be fun. Let's throw the jester in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Right, well, um, Noel, having said that, would you like to give this a rating? Mm. Well, originally I was going to give it just a, just a, a five. Mm-hmm. But as usual, talking with it, through you i think it's raised it up to like a, a six because there are elements i really kind of especially after thinking about it of like as a bit of a a tribute to some silver age kind of story even though it doesn't mesh very well i like i appreciate the attempt yeah i guess um and it's it's not sinkevich's best work by any means um I think there's even better work in some earlier. It's it seems kind of rushed mm. uh, in some of the storytelling, but you know the faces and the figure work and all that stuff is great. Um, it's just not his greatest storytelling yeah. um, in picture. Um, so yeah, I would give it a six, whatever that would be on the. Oh yeah, I mean most of like volume most of volume one is an eight or higher for me, so this is oh, okay. on the lower end. Right, I um, six is six is okay. I think that's fine. I was I was about to give it a six as well. Yeah, it's a little. I was, I'll, I'll, yeah. I was being a little honest. Like I, I read this when I first got it, and as I was just running through a bunch of things, so it didn't stick. But reading it again, uh, just yesterday, I was like, oh, that was kind of disappointing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so it's, a six for you as well. Yeah, a six. I mean, it's not a great issue, um, but I, I still I still enjoyed it um, because of there were a. a a couple of points of differences for me that that kind of made it, I guess, something different um, than than what I'd usually expect. In the fact that you have Jester, who's such a like a wacky character, and, and I think Mensch does really well mm-hmm. to to encapsulate that character. I mean, you know, there's only so many 
kind of maniacal villains that you can have. Um, so, but this is the first time we kind of see it from mention. I think yeah. that's really cool. And to be to be honest, it's Daredevil's Rogues Gallery is not a lot better than Moon Knight's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they had to, they had to give him spite one of Spider Man's villains to be his arch kind of nemesis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and what a villain he turned out to be, which is good. Um, yeah, but yeah, other things like I mentioned with I was. Um, the art I found you're right there, there are a lot of better things in uh, better better examples elsewhere but I liked how he drew Daredevil look I, I Daredevil's one of my favorites so as well yeah, so same um, so it is nice to see these guys don't team up often enough um, but the pitfalls of this are that are that story the tropiness of them you know fighting and then teaming up together all that sort of stuff which is uh, can get a little tiresome Um to go through uh but yeah there was enough here again moon knight doesn't get a very big villain to fight i mean he he beats his guy pretty easy and uh he kind of joins in towards the end to to get the jester um so yeah i think a six is deserved uh, i would i'd give it a five if i was struggling to read it and, and i can't say i struggled when i read it no i didn't struggle yeah. it's just, just a little disappointed it's just, yeah it's just a little a little bit flat um but there are a little a few highlights there so six um i guess noel that would be a getting small moon i've got this back on here like getting smaller getting small oh good um you know this is the rating system i like <laughs> So, courtesy of the Connishu's rating system, uh, new listeners, uh, this is a fellow high priest, Connishu. He's got a rating one to ten. Uh, getting smalls, getting a lot of, getting a lot of. There've been a few getting smalls, and there've been a few solid round boys. So, um, it's small S M O L, right? S M O L. Yeah, I don't even know what that. that uh-huh. Just small, I guess. It's, I don't know what. I don't know what they what what they were thinking when they came up with that, but that's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, so anyway, so there you go. Loon is very easy to pin. That was um, six out of ten for this. Again, I'd urge you to read it. I mean, if you do find it an issue, pick it up. And if anything, have a look at the ads. As Noel and I were were commenting, uh, they are a treat. Back in the early eighties. <laughs> Pick up as many of these 80s floppies in the dollar bins as you yeah. can because the prices are going to keep going up. I tried as much as uh, the uh, I was – last time I was at a comic store, which feels like forever ago, mm. um, I picked up just a bunch of – I think I told you about this. It wasn't the last time I was there, but a, t- a store that has a lot of um, back issues. Uh, they, there was just a ton of uh, 80s John Byrne Fantastic Fours oh, out there for a quarter. Yeah. And it's just like buy buy these things if you know it's like if you need to you know dump some of your more modern ones that you can pick up in trades off somewhere sell sell your valiants uh, <laughs> pick up some of these eighties Marvel and DC floppies because it's 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 worth it get yourself a small run a story arc or something just to look through them and appreciate. Because the, um, the the reprints are great and the art is more true to probably what the artists want and stuff. But there's something to me personally, just the, the grittiness, yeah. the newsprint, the mistakes in printing and things that yeah. that really remind me of when I was a kid and reading comics, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just also as well on, on that, um, Noel, and for like, potentially younger listeners who are listening um, – I'd really recommend it as well. It's um, there's something different about um, about picking up an old comic, uh, and I'm not only talking. I am talking about. 
the way the comics were written then as well. So even if you're unfamiliar with the way comics are back in the say seventies or eighties, and you're just used to kind of the more modern stuff, just just go have a go pick up the old um, John Byrne Fantastic Four or pick up some Mensch Moon Knight and just have a flick through. But but pick it up as a floppy because um, it's a different experience altogether, and, and you get the the f- really is. yeah the faded out inks. You, you get the, the the feel of the paper. Like as you turn the page, mm-hmm. it's, it's that really kind of stock, um, kind of cheap stock <laughs> back in the day. Very cheap stock. Um, and, and there's something just really nice about it. And, and with really old comics, there's actually a, a bit of a smell to them <laughs> as well. So, um, Yeah, they're all kind of mildewy too. Yeah. Um, and it's good because there's just – and it's, it's really fun – to read stories that are one and done. There's so mm. much decompression now, sort of in the post Brian Michael Bendis kind of era, where they everybody stretches stories for so long, yeah. and it's really nice to be able to pick up like three issues, and that's a whole arc. Yep. Moving on, or just sometimes done in just one comic, and it's just like yep. there's something immediate about it, and it's more it could be more fun. And comics don't always have to be the end of the world and something so serious. Yep. Um, it's, it's just a, it's just a more fun time. And it's something like you, you'd pick up a comic and it's something you just did to waste uh, a small part of your afternoon or something, mm. you know, and, and instead of having to invest your entire life reading like all of ultimate Spider-Man, which is great. Yeah. But it's like, you can't read something like that in the modern age and just be like, like the the least we get now is maybe a twelve issue arc or yeah. something like that. It's all made for pa- trade paperbacks or, yeah. um, and it wasn't then. I mean, even just to pick up if you pick up any of the epic collections for the earlier stuff, you'll notice that just flipping through, you're like, oh, that you know, it's single stories all collected together that you can just flip. You'll get through a story within just a few pages, pretty much. Yeah, um, and that's what comic books were from their inception up until kind of two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm I'm going to say as well, and and I do look, I do respect and appreciate um, all all comic book fans and and what they like doing. I like, I understand because earlier on as well, I was a collector myself. But I'm just going to say as well, Noel, there's something very liberating about not being as precious about your comic book as well, and taking it out and just having a good read with it, and not being afraid to actually thumb through it. You you know what I mean? Um, There's something quite quite charming about especially the older runs as well so uh, similar as you're saying you can get from bargain bins like a, a, a quarter you know and, and that probably actually um uh aids you in in like you know oh, you, you haven't spent 70 bucks to buy this issue so in which case you have to kind of mm-hmm. you know get the gloves out and stuff the fact that it is just yeah but no. but you just read it for what it's it a is. piece of art yeah exactly yeah it's a piece of art but it's it's comics. They're utilitarian. You know, yeah. it's something that you should hold and yeah. and touch. And yeah, use I, it. I personally, yeah. I understand. I understand if people want to collect yeah, and well. have their that that that's fantastic. Yeah. I, that's that's not me. You know, I, I quick story. I was once um, on in a band on tour, and uh, one of the band members was a is an art teacher. Still is an art teacher, and we went to the Philadelphia Museum of Modern Art. Um, you know, the famous one where Rocky runs up the stairs. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got in, uh, we kind of snuck our way in and said we were students. And so they gave us a discount or we got in for free. Anyway, there's a big, uh, we wanted to go there because there's a big Marcel Duchamp retrospective that's just housed in that museum. And it was very important for us to see he, you know, he was a, he's a big influence in my life and on my art and my point of view. 
But I was turning around, the, just walking around the museum, and I turned around the corner, and there in kind of a small section is this giant Picasso painting called Three Musicians. Right. It's a very pretty famous Picasso. It's a big one, you know, uh, at least six feet tall, if not taller. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of in awe that I just walked around the corner and saw this Picasso painting. It was like, holy shit, I've never seen a Picasso so close that I could almost breathe on it. <laughs> And my friend, the art teacher, comes up behind me and grabs my hand and puts it on the Picasso. Oh, really? So I touched the Picasso. <laughs> and my heart jumped up into my throat, and I thought yeah. I was going to throw up and be arrested and have a heart attack. Yeah. And I looked around, and nothing happened. Yeah. And I ran up to him. I was like, you asshole, why did you just put my yeah. hand on that Picasso? And he goes, it's just art. It's real. It's something tangible. You should touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good lesson. And I was like, well, other than... Other than almost getting arrested, and I wouldn't s- suggest people go and touch art, <laughs> but it was a rem- but it was a reminder that it is it's made by a human being. Yeah. It's 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 not someday that painting will fade away, just like all of these comics will fade yeah. away. Uh, and so it's good to appreciate what you have. And sure, if you've got your you know your werewolf by night, yeah, first appearance of Moon Knight locked up, that's cool. But if you also have it just sitting in a in a bag in a box and you like to read it, yeah, that's even cooler to me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Not throwing any shade on on collectors at all, but it's um, just try it. If you if you haven't done it, or if you're afraid to, just try and get a second copy. Um, even if it's a a two point zero stand uh, grade, whatever. And, and yeah, read what they call reading copies, or reading just go copies, yeah. go in those back bins. And if yeah. and if you see you know issue. Fourteen of uh, Cloak and Dagger, and you've never read it before. Pick it yeah, up. Pick it up if it's a quarter. Yeah. See if you like it. And then if you don't have enough space, with you know, just give it to a library or something, or give it away. Um, because you know these things are made to give be, it to a kid. Exactly, these things are made to be read and and let you know breathe some life into it by 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 going through it. So anyway, um, I say that because Noel, you you have because um, you bring your floppies every time we do a, a review. Um, and I thought, okay, well, instead of reading off my epic collection, I'll, I'll read off the, uh, the the good stuff. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was really, really good. Um, if only I can get some cheap bar- <laughs> bargains here, um, I would be <laughs> yeah. buying up. Um, but yeah, hopefully, maybe Kings when they reopen, after all, all it's said and done, that um, I can maybe pick up a few odd, odd old issues. But um, there we go. Before we go, Noel, um, there's just a couple of. Um, it's got here Mooney missives, but I actually saw in I think it's Mark Spector Moonlight or something. They called them night lines, which I think is a lot more cooler. <laughs> you know, the the letters page. Um, right. Uh, anyway, we've only got a couple here. Um, I don't know. Do you want to take one, Noel? If that's okay. Uh, it's from YouTube. I didn't even see them. Okay. Uh, it's from YouTube, and it's actually for previous uh, episodes that we've done. So I just want to give a shout out from the same guy as well. Um, is this from CMK seven two? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, from Chris Kelly. Yep, from YouTube. Um, oh, yep. uh, this is from YouTube. Oh, this is about uh, uh, Josh's fill-in episode, which I also quite enjoyed. I know he was quite down on himself and thought he was boring, but I actually, I really liked it. Yeah. I like to listen to old JJ Babylon by himself. I think it's it's it's. Cr- I find it quite amusing, especially when you get to know, you know, the the group, just hearing yeah. somebody talk about it. It's like, oh, I, I feel like I know this guy yeah. and I like to hear him. Anyway, anyway uh, this is what Chris Kelly has to say uh, about episode 142. Fantastic job filling in, Josh! Exclamation point. Three spaces. <laughs> great, over, great overview of the 90s run. I got to admit, I feel the same way. Uh, 
I felt the same way at the time. The stories and art didn't work for me personally. So I have very few issues of Mark Spector Moon Knight. So thanks so much for the overview and covering the highlights, exclamation point. Uh, Moon Knight did have some pretty amazing feats during that run, and they're certainly worth acknowledging. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't like Mark, Mark Spector Moon Knight is probably my least favorite title, mm-hmm. even though there are some great bits in that whole run, like Scarlet's yes. uh, the, um, uh, is a really great yep. run. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of a lot of um, uh, He Shall Not Be Named um, mm-hmm. uh, work in there, even though there's some decent stuff in there. But yeah, yeah I mean, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like, I think, I think I like more, more than half of the Mark Spector run. I think it really does go down um, with Terry Kavanagh. And uh, although I did enjoy reading the issue 39 and 40 that Josh reviewed, which was a Kavanagh thing, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's much of his latest stuff and Stephen Platt, and it's not really much for me. But the earliest stuff... No, I, did... I actually... I, I enjoyed that too, just because it was... Anytime you put Dr. Doom yeah, in anything, I... Exactly. And, uh, it, I, I don't even care. <laughs> and, and a lot of that is nostalgia for me as well. Like, um, so Same. the particular issues that I read, you know, I uh, have a a connection to um, when I was younger. So, yeah. So thank you, Chris. And Chris actually also um, is uh, gave feedback for issue one, episode 143. And he said, such a fun episode. Phil did another amazing job filling in, LOL. All the top five picks I couldn't agree with more, although I would have Maleev and Smallwood higher for me personally, even higher than Finch, even though I love Finch as well. I mean, the guy is a legend. Uh, thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, I guess... Uh, that's justified. I mean, again, it's 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 your opinion, which is fantastic, and there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love Finch as well. But I I would give Malik. Not me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. And everyone's um, you know, entitled to their opinion. So that's another thing. When I was talking about Edward's stuff at the top of the episode, it's like I think Malik took some of that too. Yeah. It's kind of sketchier and raw raw in a way than his normal even though he's pretty sketchy and raw it's even more sketchy and raw and like that looks like uh t edwards stuff kind of to me right it was deliberate it has to be bringing it all back around yeah it Mm -hmm. has to be deliberate Mm -hmm. because his stuff on uh, daredevil so different i I find um uh but yeah and smallwood as well i I, you know i think smallwood's great Uh, so thank you so much chris Mm -hmm. for those uh bits of feedback um thank you noel Looney Tunes. For thank you, Ray. <laughs> Itk. Uh, thanks for jumping on. Um, uh, let's not mention Ramblin' Ray. That's it. Ramblin' Ray. Trademark. Let's not talk mm-hmm. about the Gremlins. Um, but I'm just glad that we got on board and we're off and running, um, and we're kind of rounding out now. Now, before we end, Noel, um, mm-hmm. spectacle. I just want to say, is there anything that you want to give a plug to while you're here? Um, did you prompt anything for me to plug? I don't know. There's not a no, lot going on. Did you, oh, I, yeah. I am selling, I'm selling art. That's one thing you mentioned. Yeah. If, um, I've been for cheap, uh, I've been selling a lot of the drawings I would mean. If you look at, um, Tate underscore drawings, which is my Instagram page of just where I post a photo that I've drawn every single day, <clears throat> I've been going through and, um, selling pieces for 25 American, uh, plus a couple bucks couple bucks for shipping just to make up for some of the work that's been cut down on my end for uh my normal 
recording and mixing and producing stuff. Yeah. So, um, and then I've been doing a few commissions as well. Uh, I did oh, actually nice. one for uh, for our fellow Looney Tommy of his oh, family. Awesome. Uh, which I think is supposed to be a gift, so I hope his wife doesn't listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and yeah, for, for for also like commissions just for a hundred bucks, and I'll basically draw whatever you want me to draw in my style. Um. So yeah, I've been doing that and um, thinking about expanding my world beyond music. Uh, we would we had talked earlier about maybe uh, just looking into getting into some um, more podcast production stuff, not talking necessarily, but um, sweetening up or editing other people's podcasts. If that's something anyone is interested in, making your voice sound better or louder or uh, edited better, so you don't hear yourself go uh duh, all the time like we all like like we all do in these podcasts um yeah doing some of that stuff um not much is happening on the music front right now deleter we obviously haven't even been able to get together to play music for a while so that's that's one of the things that's really changed in life that's usually i'm used to us getting together once a week and hanging out with my friends and being loud and it's uh, really s- sad not to see those guys because they're my best friends and music is a big part of all of us so I can imagine, uh, but yeah, yeah. I can imagine it would be um, quite hard as well. Um, but I just wanted to say, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, as well. Although you guys aren't out and about, um, there is a Delita Bandcamp website as well. So anyone that hasn't picked up any of your your previously released stuff can do so as well. Just check it out on um, mm-hmm. the Delita Bandcamp um, website. Yeah, and if the if the Petrunis are actually going to see this before, probably. Um, but this, well, this past Friday, I guess now when this episode is released. But um, uh, this coming Friday, the I don't remember what the date is. Oh, it's twenty um, eighth to the, here, actually. Oh, yeah, it's twenty eighth here. So this coming Friday, the first, I guess Bandcamp is doing a, another one of those things where they. Um, uh, aren't taking their own pers- their fee, the corporate oh. fee for it. So all the money, minus the, probably the PayPal transaction, goes right to the bands. Oh, fantastic. So normally they take like a f- 15% off every sale or something. Yeah. But this week, this week on Friday, they're waiving that. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, well um, I'm hoping actually to get this knoll out uh, to Petrunis at least tomorrow, Wednesday. And so regular okay. lessons on yeah, Thursday. So. so you'll have time for it. Loonies, if you do listen to this, go do it. Um, apologies to Tommy's wife if you have listened to this. Tommy, I hope you have dulled down the volume there just in time. <laughs> in time for Noel's surprise. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, fantastic. Anyway, go check it out. Loonies, it's all going to be in the show notes. Um, and check out Noel's Instagram as well. Very cool indeed. Uh, well, next phase, Loonies, again, I'm going to try to get in midweek because um, I was looking for a waxing gibbous. Um, I'm trying to avoid toy action figures or video game reviews because, you know, they, they're pretty slant. Um, so scant, not slant. They're pretty scant. They're pretty scant. Um, yeah, yeah. So Sideways. Yeah, a bit sideways. So I'm, I'm looking for a waxing gibbous. Uh, we've got that on Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be a trade or arc review over the moon, so check that out. I haven't decided yet what it is. We'll figure it out later on. Um, also, again, uh, rounding out this show, a big thank you to all the Patreon uh, members. Uh, please consider becoming a patron, a patroni. Just check out our Patreon page on patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. 
We're sponsored by Hello Headphones. Um, as mentioned, use code ITKMoonight as a promo to get 10% off the online store. Uh, we're also affiliate members to Amazon and Entertainment Earth, so if you do like your action figures, uh, just click on our link or Amazon uh, to get some graphic novels. Uh, any bit, um, a little bit goes our way as well for that. Uh, we are part of the collective... Um, Please keep listening to these great shows, uh, EMP, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, uh, on YouTube, I Am Your Target Demographic, fantastic show, and Resurrections, Thanos and Adam, uh, Thanos and Adam Warlock uh, podcast. And the Signal of Doom. And the Signal, oh, big shout out to Dave. Dave and the Signal of Doom, doing it well there with his new co-host, Tash, Natasha, um, ripping it up. I think he's releasing a jump shot, uh, another a short episode um, to, to keep you, to satiate you during the week. Uh, so signal always, always burning bright. Uh, finally, you can contact us on email, itkmoonnight at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. We have a website on Libsyn and, and WordPress, and on Podchaser as well. So, after saying all that, thank you so much, Loonies. Thank you, Noel. Um, yeah, I thank hope you, Ray. Ha- have a good day. Uh, you've got a pretty spick um, microphone there, I see. Um, I have a lot of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I pick so, I pick a new mic almost every episode. <laughs> that's use. cool. Um, and with our loonies, may Conchie watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Bye bye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories, and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.